I accidentally told my young teenage student Petra that I wanted to see her naked. I that also did really... that too. When she was like, do you want to see these cool tattoos I have? I was like, sure. And then she started like, blushing yeah, sure. and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I did <laughs> I'm the going same thing to too. prison. Yep, I did the same thing too. I did, I did the exact same thing too because I'm, I'm playing Byleth as a person who's just like, yeah, okay. To like everything. <laughs> and then she was like, they're on sure. my back and I'm, I'm going to take my clothes off. And I was like, no. Uh, bye. Oh, bye. I gotta go. Podcast. We're a podcast with is someone singing in the background? Um, no, I think you just are hearing Julia talking downstairs. Hang on. Oh, okay. We're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. Okay, I'm back. We are queer women speaking with authority about games and romancing yep. Edelgard. Yeah. Mm. Yes, we swear. Damn it. <laughs> it wasn't as loud of a burp as I was expecting. I'm Monica. Resident. That sounded like a problem. <laughs> are you okay? Just, no, it was just like one of those burps that doesn't come out the whole way, and so it's just a weird mm. like like gas in the back of your throat. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Monica, uh, internalizer of burps, industry professional, trying to recover from some emotional burnout. Oh, damn Who it. Are you? You've cursed me. I'm Ray. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, can you hear the thunder? Because it's storming here. Ooh, we had some crazy storms. We had some really intense storms the last couple nights, which my uh, my dog uh, did not appreciate. I'm sure <laughs> my young my young retriever does not like the lightning, and he doesn't like having to poop in the rain. He wouldn't go outside to poop until I put on my shoes and my coat and went out there with him. <laughs> he needed moral support. I you know I would also not want to shit outside in a thunderstorm. Yeah, you know I can't say I blame him. I cannot say. I blame um, him. uh, where was I? I'm Ray. Yeah, hi. Industry and professional. I played uh, Blue Lions first, and I married Sedeth, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not asking for your any... I'm not asking for your pity, because I don't need any. All right? I married yeah. a buff, mature man I with his own fucking dragon. You know, I wasn't... I didn't pity you. I just was like, I need to be gay. And, I need you to be gay. You know, I understand that. And I was almost gay for Mercedes, but, you know, Sedeth has, like, a job, and... <laughs> And I really adore Flane. I wanted to have Flane in my life. So, you know. Uh, this is our 101 series, or beginner set of topics. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to dial back the super technical aspects of this show and try to help out some newbies. Listen to that thunder, new, man. It's Yeah, that was... Let's have some fun! Yeah. It's going to be all dramatic in here. If you're not new, this will probably not be useful to you. Marcus, I'm carrying your child. Thunder. Uh, you can go ahead and skip the next three episodes. <laughs> Uh, go back and listen to your favorite episode three times instead. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. A weird, did I bring a weird energy you to did it? did a little bit. <laughs> Who's Marcus? Anyway. What's today's topic? Today's one-on-one topic is table safety. Margaret, insert a clip long enough to not be a copyright violation of the safety dance. Yeah, Margaret's all over that shit. Okay. And if they She's don't got dance, it, they ain't no friends of mine. Uh, we're going to go over basic tools to make your game more comfortable and how to play with heavier topics while minimizing damage, which really sounds like we're talking about Fire Emblem right there, too. (laughs) (laughs) How to mitigate the damage by tanking it with safety tools. All of these kids are traumatized. How to not traumatize your players. Oh my god, all these kids are so traumatized. 
I didn't know it going into it. So I started reading all their profiles and every one of them was like, brother died, parents died, sister died, parents died. <laughs> it's like, what happened to you kids? War. War happened. Yeah, war is hell. Uh, Monica, what's a safety tool? A safety tool is something that you can use to help avoid troublesome or problematic content from surprising people in your games and ruining their good time. Is that a good definition, That's you think? That's right. I think that's a really good. I think it's a really good definition. All right, thanks. Um, safety tools have been uh, coming up a lot in in different gaming circles, and it's. Uh, I'm honestly, I'm really excited that we could talk about it for a one on one series to to suggest that this is really basic and something that everyone should know about. Yeah. Um, safety tools can be complex. Um, they can be something like, you know, the whole diagrams that people have to point to on the table. They could be uh, lines and veils where you categorize things during the game creation. Or they could be as simple as just like pausing in the middle of the game and checking in with everyone real, real quick to see how they're feeling. Um, some of these safety tools will take some prep work, but some of them are also easy enough to just drop in mid-game. And we're going to... You you kind of glossed over some stuff that we are going to go into in a little bit more detail uh, later on in the episode. So yeah, yeah, that's a good it's a good place to begin. Ray, yes, Monica, who are safety tools for? Safety tools are for everyone. They're for everyone. We're not just talking about the most vulnerable of us. Although safety tools are definitely good to use for you know us trauma survivors. Uh, but safety tools are for everyone who can conceive of something that could possibly make a game less fun for them. Um, we've talked about it briefly before, but something that could make a game less fun can be literally anything. It can be triggers that bring back, you know, feelings of past trauma or brings up your PTSD. It can be common phobias like spiders or clowns. It can be rare phobias like vomiting. It can be completely unrecognized phobias, like pots of cooked rice. It can be things that just irritate you or things that remind you of work or other unpleasant subjects. And it doesn't matter how serious anyone thinks this thing would be. The point is that we use the safety tools to help you avoid these topics and keep you from dreading the game. Yeah, you don't. You want to go to a game to have fun and to relax and to have a good time with people you know, sometimes to experience things that are powerfully emotional, some games are like that too, um, but then you want to keep that cathartic release in the lane it's supposed to be in and not spilling over into things that are going to cause more harm than good. Right, exactly. And if you're playing in a game like, like say you're playing in a, like a vampire fifth edition game, there's some pretty heavy topics in there. You obviously are interested in exploring, you know, the, the tense relationship between, you know, being a beast and being a human. That doesn't mean that you are required to interact with content that straight up upsets you or ruins your night or gives you nightmares. I've been in games where this has happened. It would have been great to have safety tools in place. Um, but the reason they weren't in place is because I've been in groups who have this idea that they have some strong social contract in place already and they didn't need to bother with these tools. So question is yes why even use the safety tools uh i don't know man why do anything safely at all <laughs> i mean i'm kidding yeah, of course, fuck it. But... yeah fuck don't it why seatbelt seatbelts right. are for babies yeah don't wear a helmet when you're on a bike god i don't need brains mm. i'm never gonna but die listen. i'm too handsome 
<laughs> uh, listen, sometimes people suck at telling others when something bothers them or makes them uncomfortable. Um, and you may have been, you, the GM specifically, may have been ruining someone's good time and never known. It could be a player doing it too, honestly. It could be a player doing it too, yeah, yeah. Um, like, this all has to do with uh, the social contract of your group, and I, I often encounter people saying, sort of being a little bit recalcitrant to the idea of a safety tool because they have a strong social contract where, like, well, we all know that we don't play out sex on screen, but that's a veil. And, like defining that helps everybody be on the same page yeah using using a <clears throat> excuse me using a language that you all can agree on it's going to help you communicate it better and also you got to know that the needs of a person or a group can change day to day or even minute to minute you may be bringing things up in game that are suddenly and unexpectedly upsetting for a player who didn't realize that it would be upsetting um if you come into it with this attitude of we don't need no safety tools you could be preemptively silencing someone who ends up disagreeing with you later. Um, and, you know, no social group is perfect. That's fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no social contract is ironclad. It's unrealistic and um, kind of irresponsible to assume that your group would be the only collection of humans on the planet that will never accidentally upset each other. Uh, trying a safety tool out, it's going to take like 10 minutes of prep work at most. And it will feel silly as hell at first. Um, every time my players have tried to make a new character with a new name, it takes about 10 minutes at first. And it's really fucking silly when they try to come up with these names. So you can spend another 10 minutes and some potential silliness to ensure that your games can be like as fun and safe as they can possibly be. Yeah. Am I right? You are right. Good I job. hate that naming like the cascade. When you look up... And you dread it, and you're like, I need a name for this character. Because uh, now it's just uh, jokes for miles. <laughs> it's all, yep. like, puns and irreverent references. And you're like, no, but I need a fucking name. I don't need humor. Bob. Bob. Bob, Bob fart. Let's go. Lucas Humanman. No. I need a name. <laughs> yeah. Tiefling's Sexy Pants. <laughs> That's not a bad name for someone who obviously isn't a tiefling. Now that I think about it. Yeah, Tiefling Sexy Pants, the dwarf. All right, that part of Let's our episode was only episode 10 minutes. Room. It was only 10 minutes, Monica. We spent well, 20 minutes talking, talking about Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if the episode's a little short. Yeah, okay. Break time. Break time? And break. Break. She makes less noise than Henry does. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> I think it's the I think the beard is the source of most of his chatter. I maybe if it's, he removed the beard, I think not would, only would his power wane. Right, he'd rustle less, but he would rustle less. Ninety <laughs> percent <laughs> of the words you think he's speaking—it's actually the sound of the breeze it's through just, his beard. Just. It's like a pop filter for his face. It's <laughs> very good. Thanks. <laughs> BXP and the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Ding. Yay! <laughs> I was hoping you'd do that. <laughs> hey, you should become a BXP patron. 
just $3 a month will get you too many episodes of bonus content every month and an actual play. And we have a Discord. You should come hang out. Patrons get access to a special chat room and a cool display color, and sometimes we record things live. Yeah, when we uh, when we have enough time to plan ahead of it, we do live audience recordings where you guys can like chill out in the voice break room and listen to us completely fuck up our lines. Yeah, and you can listen to things that like that Julia thing that just happened that you certainly didn't hear because Margaret edited it out for the ver- version released to the public. Yeah, you would have been able to hear that, but now you can't hear me telling you about how you would have been able to hear it because I edited all this out. I mean, Margaret, Margaret edited all this out. <laughs> so much work for Margaret. Oh, dang. Huh? Thunder? Did you not hear that? Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, MMP has a forum hey, now. We got a forum. Yeah. Go sign up and post dumb things to the BXP sub forum, which I don't think yeah. either of us are currently checking, but hey. No, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Margaret's up on it, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, She made an account. She used our official email to do so <laughs> she fucking snatched up the official email yeah so we can't use that to sign up yeah we had to sign up with our own personal emails so we were both on there margaret is on there um ask her questions if you want maybe she'll answer um and in the near future it looks like we're looking at a launch date of september uh we're still working out the details but you can look forward to streaming coming from mmp um you can expect all kinds of new shows on the mmp channel um, but most importantly, because you're listening to this show, there will be a BXP stream um, with a colleague, colleague of ours and friend of the show, Danielle Lozon, who will be running our, our games for us. Yeah. 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 We're really excited. And, and we're, we're right now working on a roster of guests um, who will be in and out. Um, you, you can probably expect sort of a rotating door of people in the cast, but Danielle wants to run for us. So she's she will be the person who is like the GM the fixed person and I'll I'll be in it sometimes, Ray will be in it sometimes, and we're gonna have a whole bunch of different people in it out. Yeah, I'd like to be in it more often than not though, honestly. I don't so, get a chance to play as yeah, much as I've been running. So would I, but I know how our schedules go and there will definitely be times when we're both too busy <laughs> to be Yeah, in there it. will be like special guest stars or people pretending to be me or whatever. Yeah, maybe Margaret will be on it at some point. Maybe it'll be Margaret, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so Ooh, you can maybe. look forward to that thunderclap. That'll, is... that'll be on Twitch, by the way. Yes, that'll be on Twitch. That'll be on Twitch. Uh, BXP Bicons coming soon. Oh, God. I can't believe we're going with that. <laughs> is everyone going to be bi? Like, is that a requirement? I hope so. That's sort of, the, sort of the goal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's okay. sort of the idea. I think a lot of the, our, our guest crew so far are bisexuals of some okay. persuasion. Okay. Um, or pansexuals. That's fine, too. Take what that. about bi-romantic? I, I just the bi-cons is a pun. I just wanted if, to make that pun. What if you're ace like, and bi? That's fine. Yeah, because that's bi, right? It's, yeah, all right, cool. Bi, yeah. Right, yeah, sure. It's the I mean, bi-cons is just a joke. It's just a joke. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, if you love BXP, Monica, what else should they be listening to on Misdirected Mark? They should be listening to The Lounge. Doc finds the best, brightest, and most fun game designers and sits down to have a cool chat with them. You never know what conversation is going to come up in The Lounge. We were in The Lounge. We were. We took over the lounge briefly. We did. Um, I had a great time, honestly. Doc's cool as hell. Yeah, we should have him on our show for when we do that the episode on comedy. Yeah, that'd be great. What a great idea. You're yeah, so smart. I, I met him in person at QCC and gave him a big old hug. Oh yeah, How was yeah. it? It was the hug or QCC. The hug. <laughs> it was great. We were, both, <laughs> we were both pretty good at hugging. So oh, when two people who are pretty good at hugging hug. This is a real good hug. Anyway, there's like a hug singularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was that was. You know, short and sweet and to the point. Yeah, you know, we're kind of on topic tonight, which is weird for us, but let's carry on. 
It happens. Sometimes we, it sometimes our ADHD like aligns and we just fucking knock it out of the park. Listen, we we got we got it all out earlier yes. because we the talked first about 20 minutes Fire Emblem for 20 talking minutes. about who we married in Fire Emblem. What's up, homies? It's that time of the month where I well, okay, it's not that time of the month. It's the other time of the month where I get to read off the names of our very generous friends and patrons and here I go. That's the thing I'm going to do now. So thank you very much to Joe Ammon, Jonathan Gratch, Charles Lines, Sean Ivey, John S., Lawrence Hawkins, Joshua Hillerup, Chase Ferrario, Justin Mabry, Zach Norwig, Terry Robinson, Will Hammerand, Henry Bangsberg, Mipsalon, Craig Schmitty, Rob Abrazado, Spider Perry, J.D. Tuttle, and Michael Phillips. There's some new people there. There's some old people there. To all the people there, thank you so much. And now back to our show. (sighs) All right. All right. So let's talk about some of the tools that are out there. You don't have to just kind of make this up as you go. There's people who've already done the like hard, like legwork for you. You could borrow their toolkits. To make sure everybody's having a good time. So most, um, one of the, one of the most well-known, like one of the most famous examples of safety tools is the X card by John Stavropoulos. I know him. What, what it is, is literally just an index card with an X on one side and optionally an O on the other. Uh, players and facilitators can tap or raise the card X side up if the current events of the game need to be edited in some way. Or they can use the O side to indicate that they like what's going on and would like to see more of it. Okay. Pretty simple. Yeah. Um, I have not ever seen the version with the O on the other side. Oh, no? No, I haven't. I've only ever seen the no button. I like the version with the O on the I, other side. Yeah, uh, I like the version. Uh, hearing about that makes me feel like we've only... The, the, the thing that got popular is half the concept. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I find the X card in the just a veto button. Um kind of disruptive um, and a little bit more of a band-aid over a problem than a preventative measure. Um, but I'm really thrilled that the idea has become mainstream. And it's so yeah. that the at least the, the veto button that you can smack and make people stop um, is so mainstream that they provide them like almost officially at D&D Adventures League events. Yeah, it's it's kind of become like the gateway to safety tools, which is awesome. Yeah. Um I I personally I like the the X and O card um mm-hmm. as a tool that continues throughout the game. Um and it works really well in situations like I mentioned before where someone is only just now realizing that actually they do not like this thing um and they wouldn't have had the language to describe it for say like lines and veils. Or or the opposite that you know they actually really like what's happening and they want to point out like hey I really want to spend some extra time like you know, punishing these slavers or something, you know? Right. Uh, so I also like to um, bring up script change. Uh, that credit goes to Brebo Sheldon. Um, we will put that link to where you can find it. Show notes, Margaret, show notes. Margaret will get it. Margaret will get it. Okay, cool. Um, and that is a collection of buttons for control. Oh, I just hit my microphone. That is a collection of <laughs> buttons for controlling game playback. Uh, rewind if something needs to be redone or revisited. Uh, fast forward if you would like the scene to fade to black. Uh, pause if you would like to call for a break. 
uh, frame by frame if you would like to proceed very carefully into the next scene's content, and instant replay if you would like to revisit the scene to share excitement or to get clarification and resume. Um, I actually find that you can sort of pull out, um, pause, and rewind. Um, pause, rewind, resume, whatever, uh, as like a, a more fluid X card. Right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. We are, uh, we revamped. 1D4 cast, my other podcast, completely, and are making ourselves an actual play show with reviews. We play a game, and then we review it. Uh, and we're playing Fiasco right now, and I made everybody do safety tools at the beginning of that episode. Yeah, Fiasco can get intense. Yeah. Um, and because we are playing remotely, there's not really an X card that we could click on, so I, I basically turned script change into a fluid X card, where I'm like, okay, so if anybody says anything that bothers you, or like you don't like, or you want to veto, or you're like, oop, whoa! Uh, just be like, pause, and we'll pause, and we'll reframe it, and then we will rewind, and we'll resume. Like, we will just back that tape up, retake the whole thing. And so we're kind of using that as like a real fluid... I find that a little bit less, because uh, we were actually having this discussion in our mid-episode break room, where someone was talking about how, like, people who are really into improv don't like to veto. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because that's anathema to improv right like going no stop is anathema to to improv so um what you like so i was like well i think what you want to do if you want people to be comfortable with doing that is is give them the ability to pause reframe go back rather than just be like nah breaks so kind of recontextualize it yeah or like yeah all right uh, that pause that scene was too violent how about you like reframe it but make it off screen or whatever i mean i gotta say that something's our, our, like, veto level, like, if we're going mm-hmm. into a game and I thought everything was going to be cool and suddenly, like, this orc raiding party is, like, carrying women off to be raped, it's like, okay, hang on a sec, X card, like, right, right, right. hard pass on that. We that There's more, or if it's, like, literally about to happen to, like, a player, right. then it's or, like, okay, no, like, big time, no, big so, time veto that. Yeah, you big time, you, but see, with the same thing, you can be, like, pause, a big time veto on the implied sexual assault, how about we retake it, and if you want to reframe that scene, uh, the orcs are carrying away food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, All right. you can reframe that and have the, like, oh, they've they've raided something, and not have it be harmful. Well, there's there's nothing that says you can't do that with X-Card. It's not like X-Card is, like, cut that out entirely and don't bother patching it. It's just, hey, this thing that's happening right now, I, I have an issue with it. It's you, basically just like a, a penalty flag. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, hang on a second, let's I let's revisit this. Sort of the way it's presented, at least, like even in the the things that they put on the tables at like D and D Adventures League, is more like a hard stop, and it doesn't really give you direction for backing it up. So I kind of mm. like the idea of taking rewind from script change and marrying it to the X card as explicit permission that once you once you you know penalty flag that content, you also explicitly have permission to back up and redo it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I hadn't heard of script change until you you mentioned it here, um, and I I I mean for for all that I'm like like pushing back on it, I I really like the idea. I like the idea of like getting granular with this, and especially with a setting like Fiasco, which is already like deeply rooted in in cinematic like you know Coen Brothers level shit. I think that having um, like DVD controls on your game is kind of a cool concept, but I. Maybe you can tell me if if this doesn't get disruptive or if people have trouble remembering like the different tools and their functions when you use these in your games. Mm-hmm. Does anyone like forget like oh right there's a fast forward or or what does frame by frame do again or 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 is it never really an issue? 
Yeah. I, I've I've never tried using the full suite either. Mm. Uh just the like backup and retake thing. And we've we only have okay. gotten through the like the setup of the story in Fiasco, so we haven't really gotten to to <laughs> anything that's gonna get weird yeah, okay. and fucked up yet. All right, I'll like ask you about it later. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll report in. Okay. Uh, since you also, also, I saw that um, Vincent Baker was like a big fan of uh, script change, mm. as credited on Brebo Sheldon's website. So I was like, oh shit, Vincent Baker, it's like big man on campus for the, the BXP <laughs> production <laughs> team. <laughs> uh, where are we? Next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one is uh, OK Check In. Um, apparently this began in LARPing communities. Way to do your research, yes. Ray. I didn't do that. I just was like, oh, here's things that exist. No, because you uh, you just called it check-in. And yeah. I was like, oh, what is... And I, it took me a little bit. And then I found like a list of LARP-specific safety tools. And it had OK Check-in on there. And I realized that I had seen it before. Because I've done like two or three LARPs in my time. Oh, okay. Um, I am... This was on the tables at uh, QCC. Uh, and it was just labeled check-in. But... Maybe that was just someone misprinting it or whatever. Just, or they could just have cribbed it from like, oh, we did this in LARP. Let's see if we can make it work on the table. Yeah. So uh, a player or the GM can hold up the OK sign at their chest at any point in game to ask how everyone is doing. Um, players give a thumbs up, an eh, wavy hand, or a thumbs down. Uh, anything outside of unanimous thumbs up or thumbs down calls for a quick break. Is that how you used it that's, when you were using check-in? I didn't use check-in, but it was available as like, oh, here's a thing you can do, and that was how it was explained, basically. All right, cool. Um, uh, it wasn't all nonverbal cues. It was just, like, they had the pictures of, like, how to help people, you know, express themselves with the hand gestures. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it was encouraging you to, to pause and check in, and then people right. say, I'm good, I'm not okay, I'm bad. Right. Um, and this is another, like... Kind of like the X card. This is um, kind of like an introductory safety tool. Really quick, really easy to explain, really easy to drop into your game. Um, but it, it it is sort of vague and it is kind of dependent on uh, someone like intentionally stopping and going, how's everyone feeling? As opposed to giving agency to the people who aren't feeling as great. Um, although I guess they could be the one to like initiate the the check-in. Um, but if you have players who are still resistant to trying out safety tools, this might be a really good way to introduce them to the concept. Uh, LARPing hand signals. Um, I, I only played like, like I said, like two or three LARPs. I mm-hmm. still use certain LARP hand signals when I'm playing at the table. Like I still cross my fingers and hold them up by my face to indicate that I'm about to go out of character, um, which nobody at tables does. Every time I do it at a table and they see they see me like holding up my cross fingers, they're like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, oh, I'm out of character because I just don't even think about it. Yes. Um, my friends who have done LARP indicate like had the OOC indication by you, you make a closed fist and you put, you put it, it on, on your head. head. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or you, if you're like just passing through a scene and you're supposed to like technically not be there, uh-huh. you like cover your eyes a little bit and keep your head down. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I, I seriously, I played like, like one or two sessions of a changeling LARP and one or two sessions of a werewolf LARP and that's it. And those things are still like hard coded into my body. <laughs> yeah. Someone introduced the whole fist on head out of character thing. And so that, has become a thing in our particular gaming group. It's so fucking handy. Yeah. Um, well, like, uh, that also really helps if you're not really differentiating a voice or, or whatever to, to, to frame your question. Yeah. Um, also, sometimes yeah. I have a tendency to say funny things that I'm not actually saying in character in my character voice because it's funny. 
Yep. And then the GM will be like, are you saying that? And I'm like, no, it was a joke. No, man, I had my hand on my head. I clearly had a character. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So let's talk about something that is also pretty one-on-one, in my opinion, too. Uh, Lines and veils. Hang on, let me me talk about these choco shrooms I'm about to shove into my mouth. Why why are you going to do me dirty like this? (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the joy of working with me. All right, tell me about Lines and veils. Mm. Okay, uh, before every game, everyone agrees on lines that will not be crossed, uh, as in this content will not be appearing in the game, uh, and content that will be veiled, as in it exists but won't be interacted with as part of the game. Um, a line is often big things like no sexual assault, no rape, no no torture, no harm to pet animals. Uh, I no... mean, they could also be just something that's... We're, we're... We're coming up with these, Those these are big, big fi- broad concepts, but it could also be someone's, right. like I said, someone's just really afraid of, uh, someone's really afraid of clowns. Like my, one of my lines is I can't, there can't be no clowns or mimes. It's like, all right, cool. That probably won't come up, but here you go. It's a line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. No, no harm to children. Uh, yeah. no spiders. My, my, one of my big uh, ones is no harm to pets. It's not like a big mm-hmm. trauma thing. I just really don't like it. Please don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's one of my lines. Yep. Uh the most common uh veil is uh no sex on screen. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that for yeah. certain groups. For for other yeah, groups I, I mean, might be like, eh, it's fine whatever, we're comfortable here." But yeah, yeah that I could don't... be one of those things. I've never had a group who felt really comfortable de- delving into erotic role play face to face. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that is Yes, I was thinking solely of online games. If it were a face-to-face game, that would be completely different. Yeah, like all, <laughs> a, a vast majority of my gaming experience, I did to do a lot online. Like there, I would definitely play in a text-based online text-based online game uh, that was erotic. That would be fine with me. I would be very would, shy, and I don't think I could follow through with it. But yeah, sure. We I mean, I whatever. also feel like I would get cold feet unless I was really playing with some people who I was comfortable with. Um, and we were playing real safely, but like that would have to be text-based and have to be online because I don't think I could look uh, directly in the face of a friend who I am not sexually attracted to and be like, I touched your soft breasts or whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I could handle that. It would, I, that would be too much for me. Uh, I so... touch your booby and it's good. <laughs> you um, make the good noise <laughs> and i say that mm, was... is that good <laughs> <laughs> but like i'm not opposed to characters in rpgs getting laid like yeah i mean have it's meaningful right yeah like lots of games where that's At encouraged in games, nonetheless <laughs> I, um i think apocalypse world has sex moves i mean yeah yeah so like that's one of the things that um that is often part of the social contract that we don't often recognize as a veil, um, but should just be put out there as a veil. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's and, one of the things some I was... people, For some people, certain levels of violence, like once it reaches a certain oh, yes. part, it's like we need to veil it at this point. Yep. Um, and personally, I find, like, this is not saying don't use safety tools, but personally, I find if you have a good with a, a group with a good, strong social contract, if you do lines and veils and are pretty thorough about them at the beginning of the game, you're not going to need anything else. Yeah. Those are a lot of caveats, though. Like, we, yeah. we, like, we're using it in Lady Blackbird. It's been very straightforward. 
we like are pretty cool with what's going on we have a pretty good social contract um the uh the, the dev of the x card though and i i i actually agree with him on this they, he's pointed out that lines and veils requires everyone be able to actually like accurately communicate what exactly they want to have as a line or a veil and for some people that can be really difficult to pin down or quantify um so it may not work for it may not work perfectly for every group but then again what safety tool is going to work perfectly for every group right right so uh you added this last one but i'll read it yeah um I've i seen found this. this one phil phil was talking about this one actually that's how yeah. i found this one uh, i i've seen this um i've never used it because it seemed a little challenging to use but hey, if it works, yeah, everyone works. Yeah. Different things work differently for different people. So, uh, this is the support flower by the Act Apart. Link in the show notes. Um, mm -hmm. It is a large image of a flower. It also sort of looks like a Venn diagram. I've a seen it like. looking like a big lotus, basically. Yeah, like a big lotus. Uh, I've seen it looking like a big Venn diagram. Whatever. It's color coded, um, like a stoplight. The center is red. The middle is yellow. The edges are green. Um, whenever a player or facilitator wants to know if the scene can be escalated, the others involved point to one of the colors for keep going, escalate, I'm into it, be careful, stay where we are, or stop and try something else. Yeah, like color-coded yep. to the stoplights, like, yeah, keep right. going, we can make this rougher, I'm really into what's happening, all the way up to, you know, like, like hold your horses, slow down, and then into stop, we need to reframe this. Um, like I said, I saw, like, Phil talking about this, and that's how I found out about it. Um, I like the visual. It's nice, and the printout is, like, nice and big, which is one of the things I had with the X card, is, like, do I give everyone their own X card? Are they supposed to use just this one card in the middle of the table? The, the support flower is huge, so everyone has, like, access to it, and they can point to the parts of it. Um, but that might get in the way of game materials. I don't know. Um, it looks all, like, new and arcane to me. It's kind of like a... Uh, like a very pretty, kind of like a pretty uh, scene change, I guess. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I haven't used this one. I haven't seen it. I just saw people talking about it. It's like, oh, this exists. Try this out. You might like this one. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Try, try out any of these. Figure out what yeah. works for you. Give them a shot. Like I said, just a couple of minutes and maybe a little bit of silliness, and then you're out of it. Um, Monica. Yes. How do you add safety tools to your games? Well, start by making it part of your regular culture. Um, begin every new campaign with lines and veils, and then encourage players to exercise their right to stop, play, rewind, redo. Yep. Just bring it yeah. in. Just, Just bring it in. Use Just... it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Just begin saying, hey, we're going to try this out, and then remember to use it. Um, a lot of these tools will have optional scripts that you can use for introducing the concept to your table, or explaining the tool, or you know, best practices for using it. Um, games that you've already been playing like if you've already started it and this isn't a brand new campaign you can still drop in an x card or the scene change buttons or the support flower but uh yeah. most importantly is you got to remember to actually use them even if you're the facilitator um you want to remind players that these tools are here and that they are a part of the game it's not something at the fringe that you can just forget about this is wrapped into the storytelling for you now. You, you're comfortable working around them. You're comfortable working in player suggestions or player needs. Just remember to use them. They're kind of like um, the inspiration points of D&D. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> gotta remember, gotta remember to, use, to use them. They're there to make you have fun. I'm not that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's uh, finish your mouthful and we'll... Um... These are really good. Have you ever had a chocolate room? 
Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <gasps> they're you... like um yes, by yeah. the company that made Pocky. Oh. They're little biscuity stems with a little chocolate mushroom top. Oh. Chocolate no, rooms. I have not had a chocolate room. They're good. Okay. That's all. Okay. I mean, I like Pocky. We would like these. Chocolate They're at covered, Costco. Chocolate-covered biscuit sticks. Yes, chocolate-covered biscuit sticks. Delicious. Monica. Yeah. Why do doves cry? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, but I cry when angels deserve to die. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Where can they find our show? <laughs> they can find more of this good stuff at bxpcast.com, <laughs> part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Where could they email us? They can shoot us an email telling me how disappointed they are with that joke I just made. I don't um, know why. That was brilliant. At bonusexpcast at gmail.com. And Twitter. Are we on Twitter? We are on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter by contacting at <laughs> bonusexpcast. The word sex is in there. Yes, it's bonusexpcast. Yep. The day I discovered that is a shining beacon. <laughs> of the last 12 months um what about you are you on twitter i'm on twitter um i am now starting to say things on twitter um but my twitter you've been active i have been uh, and not just retweeting angry political tweets which is what i was doing a lot of previously um uh, <laughs> now like it, sharing opinions and stuff now it's sharing opinions um because i t took facebook off my phone um and Good. It's sharing yeah yeah it's sharing opinions and it's sharing seven blades in black fan art because i'm a like a member of a fandom that doesn't exist uh and uh fire emblem three houses fan art um mm -hmm. and occasionally blidalgard blidalith <laughs> how do you edalith is Edilith. the thing that people are calling it and that's the best one Edelith. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. My, I will I, have a mighty Twitter. imperial wife. Anyway. I'm on Twitter. Not that anyone asked. Yeah. I'm, I just <laughs> talked about all the things I retweet. Didn't drop my handle, which is at Zenith Sun. What about you? Oh, sorry. You were you were talking about Edelgard. I realized that I'd opened a can of worms and I was like, oh, geez. I'm on Twitter. I'm Ray underscore Cole. Cool. I've also been tweeting a lot about Fire <laughs> Emblem. <laughs> uh, that's about it. Speaking yeah. of Fire Emblem, I uh, I gotta go. Okay, I have a I'm bookmarked. <laughs> I gotta get my lesson plan sorted out. Right, I'm I'm bookmarked <laughs> in the middle of a mission, so I need to go finish it. Everybody, get out! All right, let's go. I got we got a Fire Emblem to do. Got some emblems gotta, to fire. We gotta fire those emblems. Yeah. I think the Fire Emblem was the. I think the. I think the real. Hmm. <laughs> Which you might also know as the Fire Emblem. <laughs> when I started playing, Gary was like, oh, Fire Emblem. What if you were the Fire Emblem the whole time? And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then like two days later, I came in like, baby, you're never going to believe this. But I am, in fact, the Fire Emblem. I am the Fire Emblem. <laughs> Change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. Do I have to do this? Ugh, fine. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. And edited by Margaret. Our logo and art is by Nino Studios. Find her on Facebook and Instagram. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the attribution non-commercial Creative Commons license. 
BXP is part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Um, I'm not reading this fucking gaming pun. Bye. Fucking nerds.